Oh yeah. It's Tuesday on a Wednesday. This is the hot box. He is Darren McClinton. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. I'm back in the building. He is Kevin McClinton. What's going on, gentlemen? Another night, another hot box episode. This is the hot box. Can't I'm get any better than that. Ken Marangolo. We are pleased to present this evening's discussion. Yes, I'm, I'm pleased to present it, but I'm not pleased to have it. But once again, before we start, the, these are the things we have to talk about and the things that only we are professionally prepared to handle. Darren, why don't you, why don't you lead us down the bad road that we've been on? All right, I'm not feeling too good, fellas. Fellas, it's... Uh I stood by my prediction, Wizards in six, um, Wall playing like gangbusters. Uh, Bill stepped up a little bit in, in, in game seven, uh, gave us what we needed. Wall, first half of the game, gave us everything we needed and then kind of, I think he gassed out though. Uh, my thing is if Brandon Jennings could have gave us some more productive uh, yes. minutes, and where Wall could rest a little bit so he could, you know. Or anyone off the bench. Anyone off the bench. Oubre, uh, Kelly Oubre, uh, Coach Brooks doesn't doesn't trust him at this point in his career uh, in, a, in a crucial game like that. Um, he pretty much said that in the, in the post-game interview because that was all the questions were geared off why didn't this young man play? You know, why was he sitting there watching – as uh, as Boston, you know, took it to us in the last quarter and a half. Here, here's where I am with the Wizards. They haven't matured. They haven't. They were a good team. They played very good basketball all year long, especially at home. The problem is that they their game does not transfer on the road. They don't play well on the road. Well, why is that? And if you're going to be a championship team, if you have championship aspirations, you have to be able to play well on the road. I mean, there's a huge discrepancy between the way they play on home, at home and the way they play on the road. I don't know why, I don't know what that is. I think that they get really, really fired up. I think their game really comes out at home. They run, they get out. Well, guess what travels? Defense. Defense. Defense travels, exactly. right. Defense travels, but they play so well offensively at home that for some reason when they get on the road, everything just comes to a standstill. Washington is not a team that plays very good in the half court. It's right. proven that. You know, it's proven. John is a very good player in transition. He gets a lot of people involved when they're when, they, when he's going downhill. He creates for others, but – He's not a very consistent shooter. And when the game comes to a half-court set, he doesn't shoot the ball very well for people to honor him or respect his jumper. Bradley Beal gets a lot of things off flare screens, uh, flare cuts and, and, and curls and, and fade screens and things like that. And that's where a lot of their offense came, came to or that a lot of their offense came from in the second half of that game. Other than that, they're pretty they're, – they're very uh, – uh, it's easy to, to kind of dictate what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have much of an inside game. A lot of what they do is pick and pop with Morris. 
Um, you know, they got a little bit with Porter there. At this, he played very well, I thought. But they just don't play really good in the half court, and they've got to get better at, at that. Let me throw your stat at you, bro. Last Final 19 minutes of the game, wall 0-4-11. Right. Final 19 minutes of the game, wall 0-7 from three. Right. Bill was on. He was hot. But his shots were coming off isolations because when they were running those pin downs and those, those down screens for him, Bill's man was sagging, making making the pass too big, the direct pass too big a little right. more difficult. Right. He was catching it where he didn't want to catch it, so he had to do a little extra, you know, and had to score off the dribble a little bit. And there was a very crucial turnover that was down the stretch where Bill tried to make something happen off the dribble, and he actually tripped over Wall's defender. Right, and and you could see Bradley was trying to do more because he wasn't getting a lot from his teammates. Absolutely. Um, you know, he had it going. He had it going, and that's what the that's the Bradley Bill that you want to see moving forward. Uh, he struggled a little bit, especially early in the series, but I thought he he saved his best for last. Unfortunately, he didn't get a lot from his teammates. That's why I think Wall was gassed, man. He was nine for his he first twelve. He could have been, but it's game seven, man. It's game 23. seven. It's game seven. You know, the great players are the ones that step up in those moments. You know what I mean? Like, he had a great regular season. He had a great playoff up until then. Now, this one game is not going to dictate how what kind of year John Wall, ha- John Wall had. But if he wants to be considered one of the top five players in the world, these are the type of games that he has to step up in, whether totally or not he's tired or not. You know what I mean? Same thing with James Harden. That's what we talked about with him. He didn't step up. So if you're going to be considered one of the elite players in the league, like a LeBron James, like a Steph Curry, like a Kevin Durant, or whoever, you've got to be able to take these big games and you've got to shine. And John didn't do that, unfortunately, for the Wizards and the city of D.C. Ken, let's talk about where the Wizards go from. I was just going to say, this is how we got here. This is, I mean, it's going to be a different, it's not a blow it up scenario, clearly, but it's going to be a little bit different what this, this, this looks like, you know, coming back next season. Okay, I, I agree. But what we're arguing about is where do you make the changes? I I think you have to stick with that backcourt. You have an all-star backcourt. You you don't move either one of them. Would you you don't you don't disagree with that, Kevin? Do you? Uh, yes, he does. I, what? I think, well, Let him tell you this. Well, here's here's what, here's what I think. I think here's what I think. I think the Wizards have to find somebody. Who can score in the half court? I think when the game gets Beal and Wall, but Beal and Wall, Beal and Wall can score. But when, like I said, when the game gets in the half court set, they need to find somebody who can get an easy bucket. Because Gortat got shut down. That what right. worked for us all season long. Right, got shut down. Right, totally. You've True. got to find somebody that when you're running your stuff or when you're running your flares or your curls or whatever, and it's not you got to find somebody you can throw the ball to and he can get an easy bucket. Cleveland has it. Golden State has it. That's why Golden State got Kevin Durant, because last year when they couldn't run all their sets and they were running – I mean, Golden State runs the best offense in the league. But when they couldn't score off that, they had nowhere to go to get an easy bucket. That's what Kevin Durant is in Golden State for, because when all things fail, they can drop it to him and let him go to work. That's what the Wizards need. They need somebody in the half court that can score when everything breaks down. That's what the great teams have – that's what they need moving forward. That's that's what are you I giving think. up for that? I'm going to get Paul George. 
No, wait, what are you, I mean, what are you giving up? Exactly. In our backcourt, is not the businessman that just opens up his his. Wallet. Well, I mean, you you and listen, listen. You what you've done is you've now got this city excited about the. When's the last time we could honestly say that we were excited about the Washington Wizards? But we can when, do that without getting rid of Beal or Wall. But how exactly. are you going? I'm not. Well, listen. I'm saying okay. If you don't get rid of Beal or Wall, that's fine. You you keep John you Wall. Add Paul George. To I that think mix? you have to go get a Paul George. Why? Yeah. Why not add that to what you have? If you can okay, do it, great. Now, if you can do it, great. If you have the money to do that, then you go get Paul George. Paul George. Otto Porter. It's a free agent. He's David Falk is sitting courtside, baseline yeah. every game. He knows he's getting re- getting ready to get his client big money. Now, Paul, now listen. Big money. Right, but Otto Porter is not going to max. You, can, you can't max out Otto but, but Porter. Can I ask you guys something? Money. Can I ask you guys this? 18 million. In the old days, and I, see, I don't know. I know the NFL so much better than the NBA. Um, but in, in the old days, you could sign a free agent uh, like Paul George mm-hmm. uh, to whatever contract it took to get him, save the Otto Porter signing for after that, and then – Sign Otto to whatever. It, let's just say. Let's just say it takes a max deal to keep Otto Porter. Can't you sign the other guy's free agent first, Paul George, and then go over the cap with your own guy, which would require Ted to go over the cap. Right, but can't right. can't can't that be? Isn't that the way it works? I think, but you'd have to probably pay a luxury. You have to pay a luxury tax. Yeah, but because is it, I mean, it's like tied. I don't know if it's the exact Larry Bird rule, but. It, because that, that's that's what we did with Juwan Howard. Basically going over the salary cap to sign one of your own players as opposed to sound, signing another player and going over the salary cap. Which you can't do, right? Right. But you can you can sign a you, – I then, think so. I think so. I have to look that up and see. I think Because I can. think that's the answer. If you're serious about Otto Porter and you're serious about Paul George, that's the way you do it. But it will cost you someone out of your – out of your, out of your top five, six guys. I'm not Mahimi paying. I'm not makes paying sixteen million. Right, you got to keep Mahimi. I'm not paying Otto Porter max money. He's not a max player. Gortat makes twelve million. He's a not. Year. Otto Porter is a good third or fourth piece. He is not a max player. If you're going to sit up there and you're going to spend that kind of money, or if Otto Porter wants that kind of, let him go. I'm not paying him that. We have more things that we need to address on this team than letting Otto Porter get a twenty-three, twenty-four million dollar. I'm not doing it. He's not worth it. He hasn't proven it. He hasn't. He's a very good player. He cannot create his own shot. He's a good shooter when somebody creates for him. But he is not a max player. And if you give him max money, you are making a huge mistake. A huge mistake. Some, so Somebody's someone is. Someone's giving him let max him go money. Then let somebody else have that because I'm not paying but him. But he was a top four three-point shooter in the league. Right, he was. He was a top four. But this, where he was is. he in the playoffs? Why were people – we were asking, where is Otto Porter? So zero points in the game six win. But he showed up in game seven. He showed up in game seven. He did. But if I'm giving you max money – you better not be just. You can't be MIA. You gotta find him every. You game. gotta. I need you every game. If you're gonna get twenty some million dollars, you better play like a twenty million dollar player every single game. Yeah, I agree. That's what. A, that's what a max person, a max player is, and he's not that. All right. Well, okay. So we got this heavy baggage. We've got a looming uh, Porter contract. Yeah. We've got Mahimi with this heavy contract. Right. We've got Gortat with this heavy contract. Get rid of Gortat's. Got to go. I, so I hate the go. I hate you the sentiment. I say you, you can't have both. You can't have both of them. Show Mahimi. Mahimi's younger. Who's got the higher Mahimi. ceiling though? Who's got the higher ceiling Mahimi. between Mahimi? Yeah, he does. Mahimi does. He's he younger. Does. He's more athletic. I think he's a better defender. I hate to say and with what the Wizards do with their big, 
They don't, they don't, Gortat doesn't need to score much. We're not looking for Gortat to score much. All we need our big to do is to rebound, have maximum effort, play good defense, set screens, roll, do whatever you got to do. That's all we need him to do. Be like a Tristan Thompson on Cleveland. That's all you need him to do. Keep your backcourt. Okay. Clean house around it and bring Boogie Cousins. Uh, all right. That's someone, one. Like they, someone just paid a ton to get him. Uh, the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying, someone did, and I don't think we're going to be able to spend more than what that market was. I hate to say, let's say goodbye to, to Gortat because he's been such a strong player for us in good and bad times. But and that's, that's my guy too. That's the, the beauty of being a team on the rise is that it, you make a hard decision you have like to that. Make tough decisions. You would because let's just say you have the luxury of deciding between Paul George and Marcin Gortat. You're gonna take Paul George. Absolutely. From a salary cap perspective, obviously you're you're playing the game a different way than that. But right. from a salary cap perspective, you'd be you'd be okay letting Gortat go and keeping Paul George. But and and Darren, you know, Mahimi gave us so little this season. So I, I I would I don't disagree with your sentiment. But people always people are out there right now saying that the Wizards maximized their potential this season, and I argue that they haven't. And one of my pillars of that argument is that Mahimi has so much room to grow in this offense. He hadn't, well, yeah. he hadn't played much. He didn't play much this year. He was hurt, but we haven't seen what he could do here. He, we, I mean, he, he showed glimpses. He showed some things that he could do as far as his own skill set. But The glaring issue, guys, is what you're trying to do is get over the hump. And right. th- that hump wears a burgundy jersey. That's true. Burgundy and gold. Right. Not the Redskins. Right. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number 23. Right. Kyrie Irving. That's true. Kevin Love. But don't you think you'd much rather go into a fight? Wouldn't you rather go into a fight against LeBron James and Kyrie Irving with the John Wall and the Paul George? I mean, if you you are going to. My point is you have to make a move. Right. You have to make a move aiming to dethrone the king. Right, but what you have right now, what you have right now, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, what you have right now is not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not. It didn't even beat Boston. Well, you've got to make a power move. And Boston is getting smacked right now. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the NBA playoffs right now because Boston is getting smacked right now. uh, Royally, royally, Um, is that what's going to happen this whole series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, These uh, this is bad for the fans because both both sides, right? Both sides. These are going to be two. Conference finals that are ugly wins for you know lopsided wins and you know not much exciting basketball. It's just gonna be you know too much one sided. When after Jaja did that to uh, to Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, was that intentional? No. To me, yes. No. So so Darren, it's I had a, a great conversation he, he, with someone. He, no, he he listen. He contested the shot. He turned around. What you are supposed to do, you're supposed to box out. He didn't do anything that was out it's, of out of sort. He, there was he a se- there was a there was a double Europe. step. He took a double step at the end, and I, I and I don't know. I I ask you guys this as a fan, as someone who watches, and as you guys have, who have played at a high, very high level. I always think to myself when a when a player takes that jump shot like Kawhi did yes. on the side or anywhere else. It's it's one of the most exposed moments uh, that they have, and every yeah. and and but and it's like you know it not because you know it, but because you're instinctively just know it, and it, you know we see time and time again, 
it's the extra step into that yes. space. And I, and I ask you guys, are there players who who step into that space on oh, purpose? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Just for the ankle turn? Absolutely. I don't know if they're trying to turn your ankle or what have you, but a lot of people do that. They, you know, they turn around, they box you out, or they're trying to box you out yes. or what have you, but and they step into your space. Your feet. They step into your space. So, Kent, I, I played 14 years of, of European professional basketball. It's done in Europe a lot. Sure. A lot. So my, my thing with closing out, okay, Kawhi Leonard shot a two-pointer. Zsa foot was outside the three-point line. Regardless of whether he's fading or not, or Kawhi's fading or not, if, you, if you're closing out to a shot and your foot is extended further out than your hand, you're doing too much. Okay. You're doing entirely too much. Right. If, if your foot is further out than your hand on a yeah. closeout. And Darren played in Europe, so Darren would know that. It's so done I mean, all Zha -Zha, the time. Yeah, I mean, so that's something that, you know, you could look at it and say, yeah, that was a dirty play or whatever. But at the end of the day, it hurt San Antonio. And I think that's... Killed them. And that's what's going to be the difference. The difference between the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals is two guys on San Antonio that can't play that are injured. That's not the same thing in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference, Cleveland is just a better team than Boston. And it's, a it, yeah, it's a bad matchup. Yeah, it's a bad matchup. Boston doesn't have enough on the perimeter as far as being able to score to hurt Cleveland. I would have liked the chance know. to pound on LeBron. I thought that the Wizards could have played a physical game against the Cavs. I don't think Boston can play Wizards physically. are a better matchup for, for Cleveland. Yeah. I think that's one matchup that Cleveland, if you had to pick one, that Cleveland probably said, ah, I don't really want to play them. It would probably be the Wizards. Yeah. Wizards, they, 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 give, they, they offer more of a challenge and an obstacle than Boston does. Boston yeah. just doesn't have enough from a scoring standpoint to be able to to challenge uh, Cleveland. So that's I think that series will go four. I think it'll be a sweep, if not very late, very most five. How and unfortunately, I think Golden State is going to take care Golden of San Antonio. Golden State has a chance to go into the finals. Fofo, fo, undefeated. Like Moses said, Same like, with fo, Cleveland fo, fo, though. Fo, fo, fo. Twelve. Both teams. Yeah. All, uh, both teams could be twelve and zero at the finals. Although I, I'm a, I'm a Popovich believer. For I just, you know, it's been beaten into, into me after a long period of time. I feel like he's going to get a win, and I, and we, no one will be able to explain why. Um, but it won't be enough. Here's here's the thing. San Antonio is trying to play with Golden State without Kawhi Leonard, and he's questionable. And Game Three isn't until Saturday. And he's still questionable for that game. So I don't think they're saying – I think it's worse than what they're saying it is. And he probably won't be back. The bigger problem for San Antonio is where is LaMarcus Aldridge? Where yeah. is this guy? Because they, they do have a uh, they do have a strategy that centers around him that works. Right. When they want to run it. When he's doing but it when well. when they played is Houston, you saw it in game six when they played Houston. He played a great game. He was the centerpiece he, he of the was offense. The center. You know, he was the one they went through, and he needs to show up because he is the one guy on the interior that can give Golden State problems. But if he's going to play like he did last night, they have no chance, even if Kawhi plays. They have no chance. But that goes to show you how important Kawhi Leonard is. Oh, he, absolutely. He's a bad boy right there. That yeah, is, he is. That's like Cleveland trying to play somebody without LeBron. Right, it is. What he means to that team. Right. But Offensively, even, defensively, you know, uh, intangibles – all of that. But even LeBron has help. He has help from his other guys. Kevin Love, Kyrie, J.R. Smith. All Kawhi guys. has nothing if LaMarcus doesn't play. All guys that were signed 
after the Cleveland Cavaliers had the glorious fortune of getting their ball picked in the NBA draft <laughs> to go number one when he was available. Yeah. <laughs> as a Wizards fan, as well as Wizards fans, it was kind of a uh, kick to the groin win after being dispatched by the number one seed in the East. We woke up to discover they also got the number one pick Ooh. in the draft. Yeah. What the hell? Man, that's uh, <laughs> that's tough, man. I mean, I, that reminds me of when Boston, remember, unfortunately, God rest his soul, the great Lim Bias, uh, when Boston got him with the number two pick back in, uh, was it 85, yes. 86? Where the rich got rich. 86, yes, yeah. And they had just come off, they had just come off winning the championship, and then they got Lim Bias with the second pick. Um, just Lord knows what that would have been like. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think – with Boston, it's they have some options there. They have the two best players in the, in the, in the country are point guards. They obviously have a very good point guard. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that pick, whether or not they keep it, whether or not they decide to experience with maybe Markel Fultz um, and uh, and Isaiah uh, in the backcourt. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think that'll be interesting to see what they you what route they go. You cannot pass on taking a talent. A future star like Markel Fultz, you cannot pass. He's that guy. Him. He's that guy. Yeah, he's really he's good. NBA wow right now. He got he. I mean, as good as everyone who knows how good he is knows how good he is. He's still. He's like how how is he such an unknown to so many people? Cause he Just because of Washington. Cause he went to Washington. I mean, he's from here though. I mean, he's from yeah. here. He went to Washington, so they didn't get much. They weren't even a good team outside of him. So not you know nobody knew really about him except for the people that are really basketball uh, connoisseurs I guess so to speak or guys that really he's nowhere near where he's gonna be he's still he's still raw as as far as where his ceiling is you know and he's he's young he's got a six ten wingspan it's 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 scary but do you draft do you draft someone that at the number one pick and have him do something that he is not he hasn't been doing, have him play off the ball. Because Isaiah is going to be the guy with the ball in his hands. So do you draft someone to do what they have not been doing? You know what I mean? Like, that's my only thing is Markel Fultz is, he is the number one pick because of what He's a playmaker. Right, he is. He is. He is. You know, and and there's such a great coach over there in in Boston, man. He'll find a way to get the ball in I his think hands you, I and think make you plays. Trade it, man. I think you trade it. I think you trade that pick. I think you trade it. I'm not taking anything from Fultz. I think Fultz is going to be a great NBA player. But I think Boston needs a wing. Now, they need somebody on the wing that can put the ball in the basket. Now, because of this great trade <laughs> with the Russian mogul uh, poker yeah, in, they get, in New they Jersey. Get that, they get that pick. Uh, Brooklyn, I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets. By giving up Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Jason Terry, and DJ White, they also have next year's the number one. Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn's pick, pick yeah. yeah. Yes, which could be. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm, I think professional sports has taught us something uh, over the last ten years. The trend has been, uh, or you know, there are times to spend your money and to bring in that big guy, but you can't ever do better than succeeding in the draft. Yeah. And if you if you're able to b- 
bring in talent. Again, I always, we always talk about salary cap in the NFL and, and mm-hmm. any sport for this that matter. He's a special talent, Ken. He's not going to break the bank in, right out of the gate because they don't anymore. Uh, and if you can get a guy who can outplay his contract, because you're going to have other guys on, on your team who don't, mean <clears throat> me, um, you have to, you have to, to me, the biggest decision is, does, is your future involve IT? Yeah, he's one of the top point guards in the in the world. He's a two hundred million dollar player in a year, though. I think he is. Yeah, I think to somebody is. is it to Boston though? I mean, if you really want to think about trading Isaiah Thomas, that's not a, that's not a decision I would want to make. I mean, he's meant so much for that team. He's done so much. I mean, he's been through so much. He's overcome so much. I think just that alone is what you want in your in on your team. Keep in mind because of that trade. Next year, they might have their hands out and Michael Porter Jr. fall yeah. right into their hands. Right. You're right. But I'm trying to win. possibly happen. Eastern Conference Finals. If I'm in the Eastern Conference Finals and I get swept or I lose to Cleveland or whatever the case may be, I'm coming back next year right, with well, a bigger, with a better team. This year is what number finals for, for LeBron? Eight? This will be eight? This will be s- The eighth this straight be time he goes to the finals. Seven. He's already done seven. No, he's did four. This will be his seventh straight NBA seven, finals. He'll be four with Miami and three with Cleveland. This will be his seventh seven straight. straight this will be his seventh. Yes. Yep. Okay. Now, Legendary. Legendary. It, 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 you have to do something, or he's gonna go to eleven straight. Well. Yeah. No, he is. I mean, I, I don't know if he can hold up, but he is the closest possible thing we have to Russell in terms of finals dominance. Final, just straight up finals Absolutely. dominance. You know, he's spread it across a couple of different teams, but. You know, someone someone has to rise in the East. I don't think it's the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas. I think it's the Celtics with Markel Fultz and a guy, one of the top ten free agents in this year's class. And I Gordon hate Hayward. like hell to say that. I think so too. Gordon Hayward, I think you got to get Sapp, better. You got to bring in a two hundred million dollar guy. Man. I mean, Paul George is another name. I'm telling you. PG-13. Yeah, Paul yeah, we're going to be competing is, with some people yeah. for that guy. We'll see. You we'll got to make That's a power move. It. Yeah, you got LeBron do is holding LeBron's court. Gonna be he there. is holding court. LeBron's gonna be there. You got to beat that dude. And I just don't know in the East anybody can do it. The West, yeah, Golden State's ready for him, but I just don't know if anybody in the East is gonna be able to touch that guy for the next three or four years unless you make a big, exactly. big move. Well, we're gonna be on constant watch for the for someone, <laughs> hopefully the Wizards, to make that move on a weekly basis on the hot box. That's what we do. He's Darren McClinton. He's Kevin McClinton. Yes, I am. They are the McClinton <laughs> Bros. I'm Ken Marangolo. This was the Hot Box. The Hot Box. Good night. All the time you've been telling-